Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. His name is David Luke Flatman, Commander of the Armies of the West. General of the Somerset Regions, loyal servant to the true Emperor, Thomas George Llewellyn Shanklin. Father to a noisy cat, husband to a vegan, and he will have a salad in this life or the next. It's time for Flats and Shanks. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. Hello, <laughs> my go. You did it last time. Paper, scissors, stone. All right. On One. three or after three? After three. One, One two, two, three. Bang. I win. Hello, everybody. Tell them what you welcome. had. What? Tell them what you had. I had scissors, you had paper. You're so predictable. Um, hello, everybody, and welcome to this bonus summer pod. Um, I'm David Flatman. I'm Tom Shanklin. Okay, Tom. Hi, Dave. You all right? Very good. How are you? Good, yeah. Why are we here? We're just doing a bonus pod, mate. Why do you think we're here? Yeah. Um, Whose idea was it? Mine. Standard. Who went along with it to be a good guy? Um, me. Me. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah. I mean, you are the other half of this um Duo, but I'm here. And for, then he said comedy. Then I'm here for all uh-huh. seven of our fans, and I'm here for you. Okay, we want the seven fans, mate. I know we have, mate. I'm just trying to be falsely modest, falsely humble, and staying falsely what humble. What rugby pod do you reckon has the most fans? Uh, well, probably Hugo's BBC one because BBC's got massive coverage. Don't know. And that's Goody. a rugby pod, isn't it? I mean, a rugby podcast. Yeah, this is more of a what you've been up to podcast. With some and a little bit of rugby theme, and rugby theme, a rugby vein run. But we felt it. that there's been a lot of action, um, mostly rugby, over the summer. Cool, a lot of there. tours, so much rugger. And we thought we'd give you this bonus podcast, which you don't have to pay for. I'd like to add, um, like I like my granny always used to say to her boss at work, "Feel free to change my bonus." No, it's too sorry. It's too. It's too much. Sorry, I yeah. said that. No. God I mean, rest her soul. We're, we're going clean, David. Good, I miss her. And <laughs> don't start. <laughs> yeah, I don't get you going, when I. Um, but hey, yeah, you... we're keeping us clean. Yeah, that's clean. the route we're going down. Yeah, we're not. We're I not... mean, jokes can be fun. Chat can be fun without swearing, and I've learned that. I learned that the hard. You way. learned the hard way in yeah. the working man's clubs of South Wales. Yeah, <laughs> uh, transferring your valley skills to the big city. I, um, le- I learned that in church. Now you've. You've had a bit of a... Tommy and I spoke on the way over here, dear listeners, and um, not about much else, just like, what time are you getting there? 
about 10 minutes. What about you? About 15. All right, bye. But we, you had a bit of road rage on the phone, didn't you, no, fella? I didn't. Yes, not you like did. That. I'm not like that, mate. I'm Tommy, a... I rarely hear you lose your temper, but you lost the plot. Yeah. You found it yet? Yeah. You found it yet? I nearly pulled over. Is I it? Nearly, I, nearly, I nearly took him on. Is it? Went around the outside. I nearly put my brakes on and got out of the car. Um, Red Ross came out, mate. Did he? Yeah. <laughs> would, you, would you have had I, him? There's, there's not many people that have seen me go, but just get out. Get out if you do. <laughs> like Tasmanian Devil. Yeah, I'm, I'll be a whirlwind. Uh, so, would you have had him in a fight? Oh, definitely, mate. I mean, you, that is number one rule, isn't it? Just, yeah. in, just in general, in the car, in the street, wherever, you don't pick on someone if they're bigger than you. No. Having said that, mind you, you'd struggle probably. Be, there are people bigger than you. I know that. Loads, um, yeah. A lot of them are in hospital, but <laughs> you t- a lot of them can't get out of their homes. A lot of them are winch. A, a lot of them are in America, but. Um, <laughs> You don't, do you? No. And I, I knew, I knew, I could tell. He had his arm out the window, and I could not see any definition in it. Really? Yeah. He don't lift? No. You thought, he don't lift, I'll snap his back. That's what you thought to yourself, isn't it? Well, I thought, I'd just go ape. <laughs> I was going mad for blitzing for 30 seconds, and it'll yeah, all be over. I'll do 30 on, 30 off. <laughs> <laughs> 30 on, minute off, maybe. Yeah, and give him, um, a, give him a straw for his dinner. Been repping sets of 20 in the gym at the moment, just trying to get a bit more fat burn and get a nice pump on for the summer. Yeah, um, you're looking all right, actually. It's Love Island season, which we'll talk about in a bit. Well, Shanks has been sending topless um, pictures to me and Michelle on WhatsApp, and he's actually looking in proper good nick. It wasn't me. <laughs> it wasn't me. Well, on that, it, yeah, you, you, you only pick on people you fights you can win. And remember, It wasn't a, even a fight, mate. It was a disagreement. Yeah, but I mean, you... you you were aggressive. So a disagreement with knives. I remember one of the greatest. Um, it wasn't road rage, but it was a, sim- a car-based road situation. Was um, which is road rage? No, it wasn't because I wasn't driving. I was parked illegally outside the post office in Southgate in North London when, when we were at Sarries, and I'm sitting in the car waiting for the lads I've given a lift to to come out of the post office. All three of them went into the post office, and this bloke walks around the side of my car. And I thought, this is weird. He's walking into the road where he wouldn't normally walk. And I had a, quite a nice car, a convertible car. Why and were all the boys in the post office? I can't remember. A gyro, was it? Picking up, yeah, dodgy gyros, yeah. yeah. When you hear it, it was. It probably was dodgy gyros, actually. Picking up some French francs. And I remember they, a guy walked round opposite Mackie D's in Southgate. And he's like, he goes, oh, nice car, mate. Nice car, bro. I said, cheers, mate. And I instinctively got my keys and pulled them out of the ignition because I thought something's not right. Yeah. And because it's convertible, the winners, he could get straight to it. So I was like, and someone had tried to jump into my car in Hackney as well, like jump over the side of my car and grab my keys. Really, so I was like conscious of it. Someone had like some sort of attempted carjacking or something. He goes, give us a go, mate. Give us a go in your car. I'll bring it back. I'll bring it back. I'll bring it back. I was oh, like, yeah, no. here you go, mate. Yeah, give us a drive. Give us a drive. I said, no, mate. You're on. I thought, I better get out here. I had my girlfriend while you're at it as well. Yeah, and he's like, leaning into my door, two hands on the door. So I said, Let's no, give mate. It back. So I opened the door to get out, and he like wouldn't let me open it. So I pushed it a bit harder, thinking. If this bloke is going to do anything, I don't want to be sitting down with a seatbelt on. And, you know, you start thinking your adrenaline goes a bit. You start thinking, I've got to get into a corner so I can see around me. I've got peripheral. Yeah. And then it turns out his mate is on the other side of the car. And he's like, give him your keys. Give him your keys. Give him your effing keys. So I was like, okay, this isn't great. They're not, they're not big blokes, but they are brazen. And there's two of them. And I'm thinking, right, not like I'm not Jack Bauer, but I'm thinking there is only one option here. I'm wearing flip-flops, so I'm not running anywhere. There's only one option, which is if anything happens, you've got to knock one of them out before the other one gets around. Yeah. So it's not two on one. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm nervous, though. So I'm not feeling like a tough yeah, guy. You know, it's, it's your first time, isn't it? You're thinking, <laughs> you're thinking, oh, what's going on here? Anyway, 
they knew they're in trouble when my three our three mates walked out the post office because it was Chris Chesney, Kieran Roach, and Craig Yandel. Oh. Six 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 seven and six seven. We had to have the roof down because they couldn't fit in the car with it, with it up. And um, walked down. They saw something was happening. And Pin and Pin, who's Craig going down. I remember Roach. They walked over like nothing had happened. Like there was no. They were like grinning. I remember one of them. I think it was Pin started just grinning, laughing at these blokes. And Ches walks over. He says, "You got a problem, boy? Everything all right, Flatsy? You got a problem, boys?" They're like, "No, go do think so, boys. See you later." And they bricked it. Went. It's like if there is one human being apart from the Rock that could walk out of that. It would be one of those three, but Chez on his own. You, yeah. you would not want to get out of a car and see Chez, would you? You would he's not. He's massive. He's massive. He's just... He's bigger now as well. Yeah. He looks like something... I think said this. He looks like something from Game of Thrones at the moment. He's absolutely huge at the moment. But those, he was huge then. So they walked out and it was just this beautiful moment. It was just like the movies where it's like, yeah, you could... My mates could fit you in their pockets, lads. Yeah. See you later. And then you then you sort of chirped up a bit, I bet. Yeah, I come didn't, on, I didn't come on then. You want to go then? Come yeah, on then. You're so big and tough now, aren't yeah. you? Funny me, now, isn't it? On me back, boys. I was like, and the lads were like, what happened there? I said, I wasn't worried, boys. Don't worry about it. Like, legs, knees, you, your knees go, your legs go, didn't they? And you're like, right, it's on here. We're going to be scrapping now. Um, Did you, yeah. like, open the glove compartment and, like, pretend you're searching around for a gun? I waited. <laughs> I just, no, I, p- I picked up my left hand and I just picked up the collar of my t shirt and spoke into it. I mean, fair do so, you know, yeah. Police. You're young, but you're still 18, 20 stone, pure yeah. muscle. And bone. You know, so, you know, you're... I think there's a good chance I would have won that fight, but I didn't really want to have a fight. There's no fat on you. You're like Biltong, aren't you? There's a bit of fat on me, boy. Well, not back then. Not back then, no. no God. Not a huge amount. Loads now. There's loads, yeah. <laughs> it's, mainly, it's mainly fat now. My, my gardener, a bloke who does... Uh, trims lamb hedges, cutlet. Trims the hedge. Yeah. Came around and was laughing earlier because all my weight's out... My, weightlifting equipment out the back it's got cobwebs on it and he's like training hard mate I haven't got any Mm. I've got some dumbbells and they're the ones that you can twist and they come out with a different weight you know yeah Argos dumbbells no they weren't from Argos they were okay yeah which you can buy in Argos buy in Argos Um, but I got skipping rope found a skipping rope the other day so I might do some double unders (laughs) might do like 50 double unders for time like Anthony Joshua what a joke mate you know just never stop moving what have you been up to? Um, well, it's been it's been a while, hasn't it, since we did the last podcast? Don't give us every day. Just give us like three, two or three highlights, and then move on. All right. All right. Um, went to La Manga. I've got to get home, so I've got a brisket in the grill at the moment. Have you? Yeah. It's not that you want to watch England play or anything like that, no. No. Um, went to La Manga. Um, golfing trip. So loose. Um, no, it was all right. Peter Scriven up, headed up. Uh, so we raised a lot of money for the Wasp Foundation, and that money then gets dispersed. Um, through different sort of rugby charities. So we end up helping disadvantaged kids, basically, in the end. Um, some was to do with Help for Heroes. Is that, so that, any, is that the only reason you went? Uh, yeah. I just, uh, you know, I'm a giver. I've always said that. Um, you have, yeah, you have, yeah. You know, give before you take. It's better to give than to receive. That's what Michael Jones, the all-black flanker, used to say. Someone asked him once why he hits people so hard. He's religious. Why do you hit people? If you're so religious, why do you hit people so hard? He said, mate, it says in the Bible, it's better to give than to receive. Okay, nice, good line. Yeah, that. nice line. Yeah. Um, a really good fun. Uh, we we had to be a little bit wary of how we acted around the pool area because that's sort of a common area, you know, around by the bar. And it's got bit, um, the last year. It got a bit loose. Yeah, it, it did. Pool. I think people just got a bit drunk. But I ended up doing the the last day. I did the dinner. Um, it was a bit of fancy dress. We had a Hawaiian night on the first night. We had then heroes and um. It was a heroes night, basically, for the heroes and superheroes. Right. Was the final night, and we dressed up. Uh, my mate 
um, Jimmy Rainbird. He went as Donald Trump. The wolf. Bird. Yeah, the yeah, wolf. Yeah. And uh, Bubs, he went as um, Kim Jong-un. Oh! Sort of same sort of same size, same shape. Yeah, they are. They, they look similar, actually. Um, and we, we dressed up as their security. So the rest of us, there was eight of us, um, the Welsh contingent, dressed up as security. So we had black tie. Did you run alongside them like they yeah, alongside we did. the limo? I mean, I was uh, the only one with a gun, so I was running point. Um, but there was some, <laughs> <laughs> there was some really good outfits. I mean, bear in mind that was superheroes or heroes. Uh, Matt Powell, our mate, um, Chin. Yeah, he would have gone on something. Well, he got fined because he came as himself. Oh, right. Jimmy Savile. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> he had to, did he look good? Um, yeah, surprisingly, yes. He he would have done, he would have, he always puts together a great and, costume. you know, I, I did mention him at the start about, you know, people getting fined. He got fined for coming as himself. Um, but, yeah. you know, and I said that, you know, I didn't mind Jimmy Savile because um, when I was young, you know, he fixed it for me to milk a cow blindfolded. Oh, God. Um, Oh, that that's Christ. from it's it's actually that that is from <laughs> a radio show. Someone rings into the radio show to it's say very that. Funny, I've heard it's that, really yeah. funny. It's on the radio. Um, it's really clever. And then they end up backtracking yeah. the radio host to say, "Look, sorry, that was a. <laughs> yeah, I think we got we got that was a dummy right. email that was sent in. Um, so that was really good. Peter Scriven up, headed up. He was, he went as Roger Utley for the last. Oh, did he? Yeah, for the last um, day. Roger Utley went as himself and had his nineteen. I think it might have been seventy one. Lion original Lions jersey on. Wow, it's fantastic. That's cool. Proper old school jersey. That is cool. They even cut the sleeves off. It was still long sleeve. That is cool. And it was really he cool. good bloke as well. Wasn't yeah, it? yeah, really good bloke. There's a couple of Batman's there. Um, but we had a great time. But I started off saying, you know, that during this trip, mine there was one guy had ten staples in his head. <laughs> he, fell, he fell over in the bath room. And Peter Scrivener was there and had to put his little <laughs> little boy back into his Superman pants and then take him to the doctors. They get 10 staples. A guy I played golf with on the last day fainted on the second hole. He was quite old, mind. And He fainted? He fainted. Um, Did you think he was dead? I didn't think he was dead, but he just looked through me like I was Patrick Swayze in Ghost. You know, just, <laughs> <laughs> I was saying, see you later, mate. But you're used to that because you're quite uh, pallid. Yeah. Um, we had one guy had severe food poisoning. Um, another guy fell in the shower and done something terrible to his knee. Um, we had a guy who couldn't make golf because of tight calves. What? Yeah, but there was no swearing by the pool, so, <laughs> so that's all right. Thing. So that was all right. <laughs> but it was fantastic. Three we, lads in hospital. We raised no swearing. We though. raised a lot of money, and, that, and that's the part of it. You know, you're not just going on a social. You go in there to to raise money yeah and if you believe that then you believe anything because you're going on the piss just a nice it's just a nice excuse alcohol's involved mate it's what mate it's what gets it past the keeper let's just be honest about it it's part of my life um, we had the Panath <laughs> picnic recently so Gennaro we ran the Panath picnic for the council this yeah, year yeah nice so that was amazing you, I was that what you sent me the pictures like the videos of yeah that big really food cool. festival down there that went really well we had about 14,000 was it all deep fried pizzas and that was it in Wales there was actually deep fried calzone pizza. There was, was there. there was I was only joking. Oh my brother, god! Brother Ty were there. Obviously what sort of food, food do they do? Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Um, there was meat and Greek. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Um, chicken d- souvlaki. Dirty lamb bird. souvlaki. Dirty bird. They did chicken. Okay. Yeah. You get stuff like the cock burger. Excuse me. <laughs> the cock burglar. That was your nickname <laughs> at high school. Um, so that's really good. We have got another one coming up. We've got the festival coming up, fourteenth, fifteenth of July down there. It's can't problem. make it. Downhill Derby with music. Can't make it. 
We're going to show, hopefully show the World Cup on the can't make it on the Sunday. Um, you can't, can't make, make it. I'm a, I'm a Goodwood Festival of Speed Land Rover. You just can't be it. bothered. Um, and I've been playing a lot of golf, mate. Got a hole in one. Oh yeah. Last week. Oh yeah, I saw that on social on social. Well done, boy. Bubs and Jimmy Rainbird witnessed it as well. So it's even better when your mates witness it because you don't have to do the talking then. Yeah. You don't have to say, oh yeah, had a hole in one. Yeah. Who's there? Are some. Some corporate guy, I don't even know his name. Wasn't Banners doing Banners has had loads, he said on Twitter, didn't he? He's had I've had seven hole in one or something, so didn't he? Yeah, he reckons he doesn't go on about it though. Yeah. Yeah. But it's the picture of him holding one on the wall. Hypocrite warning. And Laurie Cantor, did he say he has had any? Um yeah. He must have had. He, yeah, definitely. He must have had. If definitely. he hasn't, then he is an absolute loser. Um, um and then we met we had a met, uh, meeting with Diageo, didn't we, on Tuesday? Oh, didn't we ever? Cool. Nice bit of steak, that. Lovely. Smith and Smithfields. Smith and Smithfields. By well, Farringdon Station. Well, well, yeah, it's lovely. Now, well there, done. That's there is a rule that I read in GQ once that shorts, as in the clothes, shorts should never be seen in the city. But I'm sorry, it's 28 degrees. Big Dave ain't wearing chinos if he doesn't have to or a suit. I wear shorts and t shirt, and you said I look like Jean Paul Gaultier model. Why did, with you, fat on why me. did you wear suit shoes with it, though? I didn't wear suit shoes. I wore my Nick Mullins shoes. You wore brogues. Like they're not brogues. They, they are, are brogues. They're made of fabric. They're, they're not brogues. They're cold hard they're and they're light summer shoes. You wear them with your trousers. Like you've got to have summer shoes. You've got to have like Toms or you've I got sh- to have. Do you like, know what? Let me let me rattans. tell you this. Let me tell you this. I've just ordered after your abuse. I I should have had a pair of my old boat shoes. I've got two pairs that I've had for fifteen years exactly. each. That's what my dad wears. But they were they were. I didn't know where they were because you're having this room painted at home, so it's all moved. But I have ordered some... Well, you're having um, one room painted at home and you can't find your shoes? It's a, no, two rooms at once. So it's okay. still, everything's just been dumped in the basement and I was like, ah, I can't okay. be asked. So I could okay. have found them if I'd put 30 seconds of effort in. But I've just ordered some little kind of, you know, espadrille things. Yeah. You know? Don't, is it espadrille? Is that the word? Yeah. I didn't wear shorts. I wore jeans because, you know, it was a meeting. We're trying to work a lot with Diageo next year, Guinness, for the podcast. So I wore, you know, I wore collar and... and okay, um, so, when, so when I turn and up... jeans... Everyone in the meeting says, I am jealous of what you're wearing. I'm all boiling and I'm sweating through my shirt. And I say, guys, don't just dream about living the life. Live it. We also look, we're old school, though. You know, when we turn up to a meeting, we, we think we should wear trousers and a collar. I mean, you know, well done for doing it, Dave. But, Tom, you know, it's not us. Tom, are they giving us a second series? Bloody hope so. Exactly. They're giving a second series. The shorts worked. It would be These nice. calves, mate, you're looking at them now. These calves, they win you prizes. Oh, shit, I've got cramp then. See that? Yeah. You ever seen a calf get cramp? Yeah. Oh, you had compartment syndrome in your calf, didn't you? Your calves were too big for your sheaths. Um, too fast, mate. That was a problem. Too fast twitch. Bur- um, bursting what? out of sheaths has never been, <laughs> <laughs> never been a real what? issue for me. What have you been up to? Um, not a lot. I went tell you what I did. Um, Alex Brown, a.k.a. His nickname's got a great nickname, Brownie, um, who played for Gloucester for years in the second row in Bristol, of course. He's our team manager. But he he Just quickly, what did um what did a cub find down the toilet? The cub, hang on. A brownie. Carry on. Okay. I was thinking left someone left a poo lying there. He can't leave that thing lying there. He can't leave that lying there. Anyway. Yeah. Um Just so I forget as well. Yeah. Horse milk. Just remind me later. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. So, Alex Brown, aka Brownie, has got a villa in Corfu, which is absolutely gorgeous, and he's had it for a long time. And every year he goes out with Andy Hazel, James Forrester, and Trevor Woodman. The four of them go because that's perfect size. That's 
the number of poor thing. Aramis. Yeah, and but Trev Woodman uh, got dropped for poor form last year. So it's funny because it's a reversal of our rugby careers because Trevor stole my life and won the World Cup, and I've now stolen Trevor's life and gone on holiday with um, Brownie Hazel and Django, and we had and carving up in the corporate world. But no, not quite. And it was absolutely lovely. So I had to cut it short because I did the HSBC sevens at Twickenham, which. I'll be honest with you, I forgot about when I booked my flights, so unfortunately I lost those flights and had to book two more. But it was really, really nice. Um, and we had a lovely three days out there, not like heavy lash, just boating around to different tavernas for lunch and barbecues oh, okay. and so a like, few nice, tunes on. Yeah. I, know they're, I know they're blooming Gloucester scum and they're the enemy, but actually... Um, I don't think I could do that, though. If brilliant. I went away for four days out to, like, to Corfu, I don't think I could just like, oh, do you know what, lads, I'm just going to have a half bottle of wine tonight. That would do me. And I'll have a, I'll have like a six seven hour kip, and I'll see you in the morning. Well, no, what you do what you what we do when you're with Brownie is you get somewhere at midday for lunch. I'll be thumb master, and you have you order a bottle of rosé, and then half an hour later you order another one, and you keep ordering and ordering and ordering. Then you eventually get home at eleven o'clock, and you've had a lot a lot a lot of booze. Okay, yeah. And the next morning we're up at eight, and we're going. Oh, I'm with you now. I'm hill with you walk. Now. We did some weights, exercise, train train every morning. Brownie trains every day. He's in great nick. Lovely nick. Lovely body. Um, if he listens to this, so it's brilliant. And they're they're guys that been mates with for a very long time. And it was that was I really, I must say, Tom. Let me say to you now, I thoroughly enjoyed that. You haven't been on holiday with me since Tenerife, though, have you? Since you had a fight with Matt Leake. Are you uh, are you scared? You're too scared to come on holiday with me. Since you had a fight with Matt Leake. No, I just don't, I just like, don't like drinking cut price lager because you've done like playing twenty ones and fives. <laughs> yeah, and, exactly. And EG. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm Mr. Freeze. Yeah, you're dead right. You're bang right. Mrs. Mops. Um, and the Thumbmaster General and all that crap, you know. Yeah, like, oh, for God's pointing, sake. showing teeth. Yeah, for God's sake, just grow up. Um, so, yeah, went out there. That was that was ruddy lovely, I tell thee. Yeah. Jeez, um, well, I've done a little bit of work, but, I mean, that's... How was the Sevens? A bit dull. Sevens is great, actually, because, I mean... Scotland won it the last previous two years, didn't they? Yeah, it was great fun. So, I we... We I did it with. Um, Come on, name drop now. There were big names there. Well, Brian O'Driscoll. Ever heard of him? And Sir Chris Hoy, who's a great bloke. Because well, you imagine he would be. He's a great bloke, and two of his primary interests are cars and lifting weights. They don't. And give, I love cars, and I love lifting weights. So we had we got on like a. They don't house give knighthoods out to, you know, horrible people. Oh wait, they, they sometimes do. do. Of course they do. Yeah, of course they do. So did that. That was I, I love they're that then, guy. They then, then remove them. Aren't they? I went to this thing called Country Fire Kitchen, which was uh, it's on my Insta, but it's a guy called Tom Brown. I've been wanting to go for ages, and it's basically cooking food outdoors, but it's just hanging meat over fire, and you know, it's just it's just super super cool. You just literally put some logs on the floor, set them alight, and cook meat over it. It's just oh yeah, it's absolutely mega. If that's your if that's your cup of tea, I did the it, did the I did the um, England and twenties semi-finals and final with Ugo and Goody and Nick Mullins and Jill Douglas like that's do that done that last couple of years good to, yeah good good fun I enjoy that I enjoy the 20 big stuff. games oh god yeah we don't we don't don't touch it until it's knockout time um had a couple of motorbike lessons oh, uh, how's the motorbike thing going alright yeah um what, what about horse milk then come on what's what so special about horse milk is this a joke you know no no um, Got the trots? No. Okay. It's. Oh yeah, I went to my daughter's sports day and she fell over in the race. 
she did the big sprint and she was middle towards last there's only four of them I think she might have been third or fourth and she stacked it and cried and it was um, Divot was it it was it was actually but it, yeah. was, but it was she was the only one who fell over on it mine um, and it was I mean it's Tommy it was tragic boy you can yeah. imagine how emotional that was could you could, did you video it oh I brought I brought did you video it? it yeah I got it yeah I'll send it to you in a minute it's brilliant could you slow it down to a day no, show for strings <laughs> well no because I mi- I I panned off her when she fell I went back and you find her on the floor which is almost the best bit so I need some music where you lose her and you go back and it's like <gasps> oh no she's on the floor yeah I was like oh no but it's a good one for when she gets married um, but I had brunch with Will Green the other day at Wasps if. Wasps fame if. Yeah. If. oh yeah go yeah. on yeah a lovely brunch with Will Green, um, who's a lovely man, and we don't meet up enough, but just I've always, always loved him. Yeah. Um, and thing is, what the the whole the whole horse milk thing came from. I had coffee in Bath yesterday with my mate. Um, all right, lads. Yeah, they're obviously pod fans. Walking past the car, shaking their head at us like weirdos. Um, and I. Uh, I had coffee with Bod Griffiths, who owns a company called Vale House Kitchen, which is just outside Bath. You basically kill it, cook it, eat it type thing, butcher it, and they do all these cool foraging courses and fishing and jam making and venison butchery Sounds and like fly fishing. Mate. Yeah, amazing. I mean, it's it's like if I could, if I didn't have to work or didn't want to work or did do what I wanted, and I had Bruce Craig's money in the bank, I would do one day a week just with Bod doing whatever he was doing like every Monday I'd give to Bod I thought you were going to say charity work then I was going to my heart nearly went and no, and then I would invite five people with me for free for charity but I would do that because he just does the coolest stuff um, anyway we had a coffee and he told me about horse milk and apparently it's the new it's the new thing it's like the best thing to drink after you train it's the most nutritious thing in the world from female horses mind not male not stallion milk Tom before you say it anyway um what, why? What do you want to talk about horse milk then? No, I just saw you tweet about it. That was all. But he was going on. He was talking about it, and he was like, he doesn't know anything about it either. And we're like, neither of us knows. Let's just ask Twitter. And then it's like, uh, why did I? Why did I not expect everyone to come back and say exactly the same thing? You know, it wouldn't necessarily be my first port of call to put on my Weetabix slash cornflakes. Belly Duncan Bell sent me a video of blokes drinking. Um, Wait, yeah, equ- equine semen. Okay, do you know like we're the only species? Um, in the world in the planet drinks. that we call Earth that <laughs> drinks milk um, after infant age but also drinks other animals' milk Dommy Strange Milk is for babies Who said that? Arnold Schwarzenegger Okay Which I could tell by the accent Yeah, you could, yeah Yeah It was either that or Radioactive Man from the Simpsons Oh, by the way um, By the way Let's talk over that one You might, yeah, hold on Radio, I don't know him. So you, you might have noticed, Tom, that um, I've come to the studio today in a different car. Yes. Have you noticed that? Yes. I'm not sure this is the appropriate forum, but I think it's worth a try. If anybody wants to buy that car off me, they can, because I'm a little bit too lazy to sell it properly. See, I thought you were going to go down the route of, if anyone wants Flats and Shanks to come and do a little bit of work for them in return for a fuel card... I thought you. Were, I thought that. Oh was god, yeah. Oh god, yeah. If that some, as well. If somebody gives me a fuel card to cover the petrol in my uh, jet, gorgeous Range Rover, which I'm very grateful to have, and I mean that, uh, obviously, um, I would give. I've got a lovely left arm. I love these. And I love what it right would you do? Arm, and I would give. I would give that to somebody. Okay. <laughs> I would give that to someone if they want one of my pipes. They can have it or a calf. I've got decent calves. If you want a calf, you can have one. 
Um, well, you don't give all your calves all away, do you? No, I give one of them. Do you know what I think has got the worst calves? Uh, the, like one of my mates. Who? Gethin Jones. Has he? Yeah. Oh, no. Mo, Fa- Mo Farah calves. No. Yeah. Skip leg day. Oh, no. We well, you know Brad, Brad Davis, the coach? Yeah. Who personally, I think, should be in the running for the England defence job because I, I personally think he's a really, really good coach and yeah. so do a lot of people I know. And a big mate. Uh, he is a big mate, but not big. He's a mate, but he's we don't we're not in contact. Yeah, but you've, take, you've taken that out of the equation with your. Well, it's difficult because the coaches you know most about are the ones you've worked with most closely. Yeah, so that's kind of the way it goes. So yeah. it's like let's recommend someone we've never worked with. It's not as doesn't happen that well, you know. Kind of like Sean Edwards. I'm sure he's really good, but I've never worked with him. So I can recommend him from what I've seen. But with Brad Davis, it's what I know. So that's kind of natural, isn't it? Anyway, I'm not giving him a job. I just think he should be in the running. But he had tiny calves. I used to say um, that he had the calves of a dog. He was in a dog's calves. Horses' calves? They ain't got them. Yeah, dog calves. Yeah. He didn't like that. Dog calves. No, you're right. But Martin Corey, apparently, even when he played for Leicester in England, used to wear two pairs of socks because he was conscious about his calves being too small. As did Ryan Jones. Did he? Yeah. Good to know. Talking about legs, have you been watching any of Love Island? Uh, Tommy, I've watched one episode. and um, Can you tell me what went on in the episode? Do you know or not? Uh, it was when Wes was very names. happy with Laura. Yeah. And he was one that everyone fancied. And I'm looking at him thinking, I don't believe a word this guy says. And then Meg, yeah, who's got uh, ridiculous assets up front and has got massive, odd, odd, oddly massive lips. But everyone talks about how stunning and beautiful she is. I'm looking at her thinking, I just want to see something behind those eyes, but there's nothing there. And I'm thinking... This is a. These are disingenuous human beings. Just be careful now, because last time we went on a rant like this was about a crime podcast I told you about, and you yeah, know, you've got, you, you're not liked she, in the in the true crime underworld <laughs> in the true. UK. So she, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not some. I don't hate on people for watching things I don't want to watch. I do what you want. I don't care. But I watched it and thought she has literally moved on a guy who's got a girlfriend, and he's like, and he's perfectly happy, and he's like, oh, hang on a minute. Well, she, no. she's, I reckon, to me, she's fitter than the one I've got, so I'm going to just bin this one. And it's kind of like, uh, I just I just find the whole thing... It, do you know what? She's 29, he's 20. They're not perfectly happy. It's a game where they've got to couple up. If you don't couple up, you get yeah, out. Fine, yeah, so you've got to stay in there. So it is a game, end of the day. So yeah, fine, but I, I love d- it when people get so upset about it. Oh, yeah. I'm not, not upset. I'm it's not, not upset. real life like Emmerdale. I'm not upset, but you're still... Or Morse. It's, still, it's, just, it's just the... Yeah. Uh, or Lewis... Yeah. It's just Luther, but it's just it. Deep Space Nine. I, I find I I personally don't care if anyone else watches it. I don't think you should watch it, but I feel genuinely uncomfortable. Stop telling with that. us we're allowed to watch it. We I know feel, we're allowed to watch it. Yeah, but um, you know, but people get pissed off, and you know, it's like I'm not angry about anything. I just it's like Marmite, though, isn't it? Like half a lot, yeah. not half. I'd say probably thirty, forty percent hate it. The rest like it. Yeah, um, fine and. I, I personally hate it. I find it really. Un- I find I'm really uncomfortable watching it. See, I like the. I like. I like it when it gets uncomfortable. I like it when. I love awkwardness. I love true emotions as well and seeing it. Um, but all the cool kids watch it. You know, like Ugo watches it. I watch it. Yeah, everyone watches it. Rob me. Evans watches it. Liam Williams watches it. Yeah, Freddie it. Burns watches it. It's just. I just find it really, really unpleasant. I feel it. I feel it. Like, I. I try to speak to my dad about it. The same, and he was just. He got angry as well. So. An age thing, isn't it? Yeah, even I think though, it even is. Though we're the same age. I th- but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wear I wear Nick Mullins shoes and I don't like the violin. <laughs> yeah, but mate, you know you you wearing black jeans now and you wearing uh, a black t-shirt. Gavin's jeans. Yeah, got a black t-shirt you're wearing, today. Actually, you wearing with a pair of Nike trainers. Do you know what I've got? I've got a pair of those bright orange um, Air Force Ones as well that I'm going to bring out at some point. What's the Air Force Ones? 
Big Nike Air Force Ones, mate. You're not seeing them? No. Nope. I, I tweet. I instead a picture of them. I got a pair. They're coming out soon. They are. Oh, dope. I'll have a look at them. They are dope. They're sick. Yeah, and and you're They're dressing Ill. in like um, All Saints and Pharaoh and stuff like that. You know, I've, I've had a pos- positive influence on you, boy. Like I did the other day. I realised I went to my wardrobe and I've got a lot of t-shirts that are minging and old and whatever. So I thought I'd better get some t-shirts. So I went on the All Saints website and found whatever and got seven of them. That, yeah. Double XL. Yeah. Black t-shirts. As long as they fit, perfect. Just because they fit. I know they fit to so get some, and they won't buy anything else for about five years now. So it ends up as a, you know... I'm recall- Anyway, my point was, Tommy, but if anybody wants to buy that car off me, okay, it is a, um, it's a 2011 uh, BMW X3. It's steel, it's gunmetal grey, it's got lovely... How many miles? Cappuccino brown leather interior. It's high spec, it's got all your sat-nav and your phone and all the extras... And back the blacked out windows at the back and eighteen inch wheels. It's very, very nice. Two litre diesel, seventy five thousand miles, worth about ten grand. If somebody wants to give me eight for it, they can just have it because I can't be bothered doing the thing. Um is that an appropriate thing to do on this pod? That's fine, mate. You know, it's I would tweet it, but I feel like it's disrespectful to Land Rover. Mate, we can who do I love, what we want so. at the moment because we're still in control. Yes, true, actually, we still own it. We've not floated it yet. And it's not worth it's not worth anything, <laughs> that's why we own it. Right, good luck to you. Yeah? Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Yeah. Mate. Bro. Mate, how much sport's been on? I know. Loved it. I know it's been, Loving the football it's, it's World Cup madness, now as well. I'm loving it. Well, like, what really, really kills me we spoke about this before is just the play acting and the diving yeah. and you know anybody gets touched around the head they're just straight down the floor yet when someone gets a cut a little cut and they're bleeding they think they're terry butcher odd i think they're well odd yeah yeah um just don't get it i mean we're not seeing that too much i don't think we see it with the england guys but you certainly see it it's rife in football. It just but even the whole Terry that, Butcher thing. He's a tough guy, but that's not. It's not tough to cut your head and stay on. That's you don't why feel I it. can't fully commit to it. I can't let my guard down, my barriers down, and my emotions down with football. Mm-hmm. I like it, but 
it can't suck me in because I, I don't like that aspect of it, uh, nor do I like the violence. Um, that goes with fans. Yeah. Has, has there been much of that in Russia? No, it's actually been really quiet. I don't know whether that's just down to media see, coverage I, or I'm sure there's... i got a couple of mates who's over there now and they say that it's been absolutely lovely and everyone is lovely and welcoming and it's a brilliant, brilliant place Probably to be Probably thanks to the Euros where Russia just defeated everyone in that. What, the ultras? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so no one really wants to mess with them. But anyway, um, England went on tour to South Africa. They did, didn't they? Didn't they just, Tommy? Didn't they just? So, first game up, South Africa. Terror start for South Ninth Africa. 9th of June. Yeah, it's going back a bit. Should we, I mean... We'll Ter- yeah, terrible start. It's terrible start to, to the tour for South Africa because they go two or three tries in really quickly, yeah. don't they? Um, they? They came back beautifully. And the out, I, I don't care what anyone says, the boy, the England boys, some of the England boys were hanging at the end of that game. And to say that altitude made no difference, I'm, I am completely unqualified to say this but I think that is rubbish oh it does it does make a difference you, you, we both played at altitude it makes a massive difference but even even when you train sometimes you can train in the gym they have like these altitude mach- machines yeah. where you put a mask on your mouth so it sort of limits the amount of oxygen coming in and out Yeah, um, it's way harder altitude way harder. does make a difference and yeah. it's certainly an advantage I mean it's is it going to be the difference between it's a small percentage difference yeah, you know I don't, I, it, I don't think if that test was sea level they would have won it still. All right, but then you got fifth last fifteen twenty minutes. You got to produce something massive and explosive, and you're broken. And what well, the whole thing about training at sea level and going up to altitude cause it makes no difference. There, there, there appears to be a school of thought that says altitude does make a difference. Training at altitude, there's a school of thought that says it does. Small difference, yeah. But I what, think it does. Tra- or training at training at altitude pre-match. So I just think whatever your school of thought, why wouldn't you just stay at altitude and train at altitude the week before? For the sake of it, why would you not, was, just in case... Was the second test at altitude? I think it was, yes. I could be wrong, correct me if you want, on Twitter. But I think they're both at altitude. And the Eng- and England didn't necessarily look spent in the second test, but they looked knackered in that first test. I think it made all the difference, I really do. And also, the third test, it was almost like it suited England. It was a bit of rain. Glad to see Cipriani start. He didn't have a massive amount oh, of involvement. No, we just skipped to the third. We got we got to start on the on the on the first test first and the second. Yeah, no, but I'm going to kind of bring it round. Hopefully, okay, but cool. Just that England, I thought, got out muscled in the first two tests, and I thought they'd out aerobicked a little bit. Certainly in the first test, yeah, outrun in the first test, and they just didn't have the oxygen to get it done in the first test. South Africa came back brilliantly. Has to be said, they were brutal. They were proper proper South African team. I thought the two locks were great. And I thought, um, I've completely forgotten his name. Um, Who? Our kid, big big lad in the... P- Peter Steph Dutoy, I thought, okay. was, um, over the course of the series, was fantastic, absolutely fantastic. Um, but what a player. But then I thought the rain, I thought Cipriani was wonderful. His moment of magic at the end was just fantastic. And for me, that's why he has to go to the World Cup. He's just, he was absolutely... When he touched the ball, he was fabulous. But it was raining. It was a horrible day. South Africa just didn't have as much to play for because they'd already won the series. And England um, had a big old tight five. Joe Marler came in because Mako went home for the birth of his baby. Congratulations on that. But I do think England are a stronger front five at set piece with Joe Marler in there. Best game I've seen Joe Marler play in ages. Thought he was a man of the match or close to it. And England beat up South Africa. And that that's the way they kind of... 
easy to say now, should have done it in the first two tests, but it, I think they met a slightly a weakened South Africa and they arrived strengthened. So, yeah, nice to win the last game. But um, they were, you know, Bloemfontein, yeah, is, is above altitude as well. Yeah, okay. There you go. Um, I think Ellis Park, the first one was like 1,700 metres above. This was like yeah, it's brutal. It's brutal and it's an absolute killer. And why, my point is, why would you not stay at altitude just in case it helps? But let's also remember that South Africa don't win every single game they play in those two stadiums at all. You know, so it's not. No, but you, you've also got, Tommy, you've got English lads are not used to playing at altitude at all. Whereas the All Blacks will regularly play South African teams and the Aussies will regularly play teams from SA at altitude. So they do it a handful of times a year. England know, don't. I'm saying it gives them a little bit of advantage, but I'm not saying it's... But they only won by a couple of points. That's all you need. You know? Um, so 2-1. Yeah, about right, isn't it? See, the third test for me is just... It's a write-off. It's like scoring in the 90th minute when you're behind and the score makes no difference to the outcome. Um, yeah. You can't really... It makes no odds because the test is already won, two down. Um, but it's just and less, also, less embarrassing. But also, yeah, it is a little bit less embarrassing. People will view that and the statistics will show 2-1. But you look at the changes that South Africa made as well, made a huge difference. Like Pollard is so much better at 10 than Jantes. So much better. Jantes? Jantes. Jantes. Yeah, I think so. Looks like kicks pretty well. And he he loves the follow-through of a kick. He's like Tomasi Allen for yeah. Italy. Um but does not offer enough at all. Um, Delande at 12, he's an ox of a bloke. Yeah. He's so big and so strong. Um, and also Jesse Creel, he came off the bench in the first two but tests. I like him. And he's rapido. I've seen his pickup and how yeah. elusive he is. Um, a rig on him. But it's they made unit. four or five changes for the last game. And, you know, it wasn't a strong South Africa team. Look, Wales played him in, the, in, the, in Washington and that was a totally different team. Yeah, it was, you yeah. Know, but... Like for, for me, team. for me, the people that made the mass, the biggest difference was Fafter Clerk at nine, brilliant, brilliant. Vermeulen at eight, brilliant, huge. Um, Pollard at ten because South Africa struggled with a, a decent ten for a long time. Janchis yeah. has been playing there and it's not really worked with him. He's not good enough now. Pollard has come in and he, you know he gets the back line moving, but Willie Larue, yeah, I mean his form has just gone through the roof. Yeah. Ever since Curtly Beale left, because I think Curtly Beale, when he was at Wasps, sort of stole the show a fair bit. Um, but once um, once he left, sort of, really Rue had far more ball, um, probably a little bit more pressure on him as well because he was a big marquee player. Yeah. But so dangerous in attack. Yeah, agreed. He was fab, and I thought Mostert actually in the in the second row less glamorous, but I thought he was excellent, and he's going for Gloucester. Yep. next season. That is a that's a really really good signing. But just great. picking up on your point, that Cipriani kick was was sheer brilliance, mate. I mean, yep. it was quite a quiet game. He didn't touch the ball for a long time at the start of that game because no. there were a lot of forwards running off nine. He didn't. There's a lot of stoppages. He didn't really get a touch, but to produce that moment of brilliance right at the end there and. You watch it. It's mm. he's not decided to kick until a microsecond before he kicks. Yeah, and it's a perfect kick. Yeah, it gets taken out after. Um, I thought the the combination worked well with Farrell. I, I honestly believe Farrell his best position is twelve. Do I, you? I, yeah, people say play in ten, play him twelve. You need a ball player at, in that back line. Mm. Um, Henry Slade. It's, it's it's a lot harder to be a ball player at 13 because you're more of a strike runner Yeah, you know whilst at 10 and 12 you can slot into that first receiver position um, I still think there's a big opportunity for a, someone to 
grab that 13 jersey. Mm. Um, Elliot Dalyat potentially could, but I quite liked him at 15. Um, a few boys. But... I thought, like, in terms of players that came out of the two with credit, um, I mean, plenty of them, but I thought Marler had a good, again, a really good set of third test. I really liked his third test. Luke Cowan Dickey, I thought, looked great when he came on. But I thought Johnny May was great, and I thought Mike Brown had a good tour. Not perfect, but I thought he had a decent... Yeah, he did decent, right. Mate. He finished his tries, and he finished a few tries um, on that tour. But you'd still... You know, if you're picking a team and you're picking a winger, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you pick someone like Christian Wade over? Yeah, but my, my 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 point is, oh yes, is the answer. But my point is that as soon as he's on the wing, people write him off, and he was much. Oh, no, he was, he's yeah. much too good to write off. Yeah, That's my I, point. I I totally agree with that. He's, he point. is a decent player, and he can fit in anywhere along that back line. But and, and as for his interview, where he said. I wouldn't mind a little bit of respect. I've got over seventy caps. Some people said you don't ask for respect; you earn it. I would. I like the fact that he says what he thinks. He said what he thought, and he's like, Do you know what? I am who I am, and I've got seventy odd caps for England. So, wind your necks in. And I must say, I must say, I quite like it when they say. There stuff was like that. Um, obviously Ben Youngs um, took a lot of flack for a real short interview. Um, yeah. he, he, was, he wasn't rude at all. He answered the question. and He just said, "Thank you very much." Bye. He cut it short himself. Um, yeah, the week after, he fixed it. Yeah, the <laughs> week after he fixed it, but. And there was a lot of flack about him on social media. But there was one tweet that I just retweeted and liked straight away, did them both, was that one, I can't remember his name, one person said, Ben Youngs will always be the player that turned down a Lions tour to stay home with his um, very ill his sister. brother's wife, yeah, yeah. Sister-in-law. Yeah. And I just summed it up. Yeah. It was just, what, what a bloke to do yeah, that. Yeah, great bloke. And it just puts it in perspective, you know, he's... Fresh off the back, it's hard sometimes, isn't it? You know, when you lose and you've got a, a microphone in front of you and are asking you why, you don't know why because you've just finished the game. You know, you have to analyse the game to find out why mm. a lot of the time. And it's mostly pure emotion that comes out. So, um, but fair play to him for fixing it. Well, I thought he did an interview the week later, didn't he? And I, that was so long, it was boring in the end, wasn't it? His interview, I preferred a shorter one. <laughs> Snappy, <laughs> preferred isn't a short it? one. Try um, that by. Wales went to um, Washington, Washington, D.C. Um, I did put my hand up and say, look, if you need a tour guide, I'm, I'm ready, I'm there. Nothing. Um, nothing. Nothing at all. Your number? No, I don't know. Um, but played South Africa out in Washington. Um, spoke to Reese Williams, who was out there. He's now um, in the commercial team at the Principality Stadium. Yeah. He said it's amazing. He said the sponsors oh, really? went out. Yeah. He said it was brilliant fun. They did loads. The Welsh boys went to the White House. They had photos in the White House. Um, I saw James Davis, Cubby Boy, asked him if he stole anything from the White House he said no did he he didn't, he no. didn't steal anything no not even amazing. a flag amazing I'm good on him um, but you look at the team as well that South Africa played and you know it's, it's a cliche you only play the team in front of you but there weren't many names that I recognised um, but whatever regardless of that you're still playing South Africa you're still playing players that represent South Africa and, and Wales did well to hold on to that 22-20 it was a pretty poor game um, the Whatever TV company was out video night in America was appalling. Um, we didn't see any wide angles. It was shockingly done. Yeah, Martin Williams was on a different level to Eddie Butler. Um, not volume wise. Yeah, volume wise, the, the commentary was great. Um, but they're both equally ginger, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> For me though, Hadley Parks made a massive difference when he came off the bench. Yeah. He just steadies the ship. He's he's high class, isn't he? He's thirty or thirty-one years old, but proper like mature player. Yeah. knows how to play the game knows the areas to play the game you can see his influence when he comes on the field um, but then he went to Argentina then and um, had steak every day for breakfast 
Um, but there were some real good performances, okay? Hallam Amos, you would have seen him a little bit, featured a little bit for Wales. He went to the, he was in the World Cup 2015. Big bloke, young face, I would yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, really young. We don't know how old he is. Um, He's nine. But he was playing 15, and he looked good. Had a superb offload um, for James Davis's try. Um, but the, but it was good. Reese Patchell at 10. Yeah. I, I really like him at 10. We've spoke about him same, before. Same time. Um, Wynn Jones, Elliot D, Dylan Lewis, really good in the front row. Yeah. And a lot of these are a second choice. Um, and that's no disrespect saying that you know there's some quality that was left yeah, at home yeah. but what you get with these players now they're, they're playing against a quality team like Argentina and they're getting that experience so they get up to tempo with international rugby the, the confidence so if there are injuries you know I think Wales are in a far better position now after this tour where than England players, <laughs> where players can step up yeah and not yeah. be and, and not be intimidated by the, the game and the situation they're in um, Josh Adams got called out yeah, he's class. Um, I think he scored a great try. I was hoping he he was going to get called out anyway in the third yeah. test. Yeah, he scored a great try um, because you know he's been on fire all year for Worcester. Um, didn't get much of a shot really during the Six Nations. Was in and out. Um, George North moved back to the wing, which is his best position. So yeah. you're all not, you're not happy now, with George at thirteen. You don't want that in your life. Um, no, I don't mind it at all. I, he's he's well, he's a world class so player. He a job. He's a yeah, world class yeah. player, but. He has to play in that position for his club. Yeah. And I don't think he's going to be playing there for the Ospreys. Um, but they finished off the season, uh, the tour really well with 30 points to 12 against Argentina. A little bit disappointed with Argentina. Um, it didn't look like a team. And surprisingly, um, surprised me a bit because they all play for the same team. Yeah, but it's funny. I think Brendan Gallagher said it on Twitter. It's not I, funny. It's hilarious. Um, what is hilarious? What is, but it, it's the whole the assumption that because they all play for the same team they'll have the best bond of all but actually it's almost like there's no buzz and they're just they're so a bit monotonous yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Bit, yeah, you, yeah there's two sides to it really isn't there um, but Owen Watkin came in for the last game and you know how'd he go he, he would have gained yeah good he would yeah. gain a lot more experience as well and it's about you know it's only I reckon when you get to sort of 30 or 40 caps for your country that you actually feel comfortable yeah. like you feel like you should be there you know a lot of it is you know, am I in? Am I out? It takes you a while to to sort of get used to international rugby and feel confident. You're not sort of you're not getting too nervous. Yeah. It's not for everyone. That, like you like know. you, I do really like um, Reese Patchell at ten. I also like I like Corey Hill in the second row. I think he's turned into a really good player. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, he was on the Blues Academy at, at one stage. I remember him when I was young. He's good uh, when he was young. Um, but yeah, and he comes across really well as a captain. It was joint captaincy yeah. between him and Alice Jenkins. Ellis Jenkins had a great tour Ellis as well. Jenkins, James Davis, Ross Moriarty. I love that back row, especially when you think they've got tippers, warbers and talupayers yeah. in reserve like that. They're properly doing it. They're properly doing the depth thing. I really, really like it. And um, Ellis Jenkins is going to be some player, I think. Yeah, he is. I mean, Good-looking bloke as well, <laughs> isn't he? Oh, better looking than Cubby Boy. Way better looking than Cubby Boy. Do you reckon I could get on Love Island a couple of years ago? Or you? I, yeah. Or was it my, cow, or was my cow-like eyelashes? And I don't know. I'd and goggle eyes. I think I'd like to say you you got you've actually got a soul, so you wouldn't be able to do it. But I don't think you have, so you'd be all right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank no you, offense, mate. Um, the only thing is, Wales' tour to Argentina was successful, and Wales Argentina were terrible, mate. But then they Scotland, Scotland hammered them. Absolutely hammered them. Forty-four, fifteen. Mm. I think scored more tries in that game than Wales scored in two tests against them. Um, whether or not they were 
just waiting for the season to end or start. I think it's just starting for them. <laughs> um, but oh, no. and Scotland lost a USA first time ever. Yeah, brutal. I know, brutal. Um, well, I did like. I, you always like this because I, I, I always like it when you see players that you used to love watching play, seeing their their sons coming through. Yeah, and you had that with um, Gavin Hastings. Yeah, yeah, lads come through. Adam Hastings. Yeah, he was. Yeah. At, um, he was actually at Bath for a while. Watched him play a few times at Bath. Lovely player. Yeah, really, really good player. Love, love watching him at ten. Yeah, looked real class act. Mm. Uh, yeah, much better than his dad. Oh god, yeah, way better than his dad. Oh yeah, by miles, absolutely miles. Yeah, but it was, yeah, they, they played really well. Um, I, they did play well, and losing to a USA is not good. Congratulations, to the USA. But they obviously they had a point to prove against Argentina and ripped them apart. But I mean, in terms of the home nations, I mean, we'll talk about Ireland now. But I must, even though I'm English, obviously, I do quite like seeing Wales in such good shape because when they went out, you know, whenever they go out of World Cups, I'm always really disappointed because I always think they're, I always want them to do really well. And you know, I'm not that bothered if France go out, to be honest with you, but I, I'm always... But you want strength and depth, don't you? I, I'd, I'd love Wales to arrive at the World Cup and really... I think they will. Put I it think, up a few of them, yeah. By all accounts, um, from what you hear from players, from coach, like they've got a good like squad, a good squad, atmosphere... Yeah, good confidence. All the boys want to work hard. They want to train hard. They're motivated. Yeah, um, it's a nice environment to be in, and that's not always the case because I know everyone trains hard, but you want that buzz around the environment, yeah, don't you? For sure. Um, so it seems good. But anyway, let's um, quickly move on to Ireland. Our, our heroes, first test, vic- first test series victory in Australia ever, wasn't it for them? I think that's right. Just say it confidently, and no one ever. First time I've ever won a test series in Australia. But so they lost are, the first test. They are brilliant. They lost the first test in Suncorp. Yep. 18-9. Um, Wasn't the greatest of games. 8-6 half-time. Um, but Hang on a sec. Beat, beat your horn. No. Go beat your horn. Why? Do it. <laughs> Hang on, we've got a bloke who's got out of his car. We're at the services, as usual, doing our pod. Okay, we'll pause and it. Blo- no, don't pause it. He can come and say hello. Okay. Do you want to say hello, mate? What's your name? Where are you from? Hang on, but wait, come in here. Come in here to my. What's your name? Where are you from, mate? Thornton, uh, big Saints fan from Northampton. Um, what, Sarah? We've just got engaged yesterday. Oh, congratulations! Congratulations, Sarah. Come on over. Um, I'm Flats. He's Shanks. You probably don't know us. Probably him. But just tell us briefly into the microphone how the um, how the proposal took place. Uh, come a bit closer for me. Where are, we, where are we? You don't even know. <laughs> it was far <found> away. <laughs> um, overlooking the sea. On a the top of a hill. On top of a hill and uh, on bended knee was he? On bended knee. Bended knee, definitely. Yeah. Smarmy. <laughs> so what are you doing down here then? Uh, just come down for a nice holiday on the beach, uh, and now we're on the way into Bath for another couple of days. Are you into Bath? Are you? Mm. No one's run that past me, Chief. Is that alright? We're going to be alright. Well, I've only ever been in for the rugby to the wreck, but it's such a beautiful city. I thought you know we'll go and go and enjoy it for a couple of nights. Where are you staying? No, I can't even remember now. You put me on the spot. That'll do. Just Google, Google it. You'll be all right. When you check, check your emails. Uh, so you got out of the car and you saw us looking like seedy weirdos at the services. Think, uh, two guys sat in a you know, Range Rover at the side of the road. This looks a bit dodged, doesn't it? Yeah. And then I saw who it was and I thought, this is definitely dodgy. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you listen to the pod, do you? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew we had a fan. I told you we had fans that weren't <laughs> yeah, mum and dad. Yeah. Um, I even, like, listen to it on two different devices just to try and bump your numbers up. So. That's good. No, Thank good on you. you. So Thank you're you. going in. You're going into the uh, Moto services. You're going to Costa or Burger King? 
Ooh, I don't know. I know how to treat a lady, don't I? <laughs> no. no. Quick pee and a coffee on the way to bath. All right, you have a wee. That's good to know you're having a wee. Yes. wee. Wash your hands with soap, all right, guys? Congratulations on the... Um, have you set a date yet? Thank you very much. No, no, a bit early for that. <laughs> My mate's record is 11 years he was engaged for before he got married. Wow. Yeah. No, I think we can beat that. No, the other way around. Shorter, oh, not longer, yeah. not longer. Yeah, he's divorced now. So good luck, yeah. all right? <laughs> Thanks very much, guys. Good luck, guys. Steady on. Thanks very much. Awesome. Cheers, guys. guys. Sorry, Flats doesn't wear anything underneath. Yeah, sorry I'm naked from the waist down. Uh, mate, it's not a chat show. I know, but he got out of the car next to us. He said, oh, it's Flats and Shanks, and then gave us, you know, thump, uh, Poor bloke. middle finger up. Yeah, Northampton fan, which is a, which is a shame. But um, You didn't even let him breathe. That was all right, wasn't it? Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, I'd be alright. He's a nice guy. Um, Take his Mr. Burger King. So anyway, um, Australia beat Ireland first test. Yeah. But Johnny Sexton wasn't playing. Joe Carberry was at 10. Exactly. Um, makes such a huge difference. I love Joe Carberry, but Johnny Sexton, yowza. Yowza. Northern Hemisphere's top 10. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Um, Curtly Beal was really good in that game as well. I'd, I'd really like Curtly Beal. He's so good. You play him anywhere, couldn't you? He's, you couldn't play him at tight end. Don't be ridiculous. Probably could. But he is. Probably I love Chew Kirby your Bale. ear off. I was gutted when he left Wasp actually because he was about the best player to watch in the league, I thought. It was a perfect test. Australia won the first one. Ireland come back in the second one, um, 26 21. How good was Tyg Furlong? Holy moly. Mate, the guy can scrum. The guy can run. The guy clear can out tackle. Yeah, the guy can <laughs> tackle. The guy can carry. Yeah, he's the full package. Yep, he's he is fabulous. And um, someone said he's uh, someone on Twitter said he's on his way to becoming the greatest tight end of all time. And it's a difficult one because there's plenty of them. Yeah, and, and it's di- and it's different generations. So yeah, a different game as well. Different game, and you know it. Has he had a bigger influence on world rugby than Carl Heyman did, or not yet? Not yet, no. And I'm not. I'm not saying he's not on his way to becoming that. But when you look at, I you know, I just cited a couple that popped into my mind from sort of the generation I grew up watching. And there's always mm. like Graham Price and people that I didn't watch very much, but and legendary French tight ends. But you've got guys like Heyman, guys like Jeff Probin. You know, these are yeah, these are mega, mega, mega players. And all right, Jeff Probin didn't run and tackle and do all the stuff that Tyg Furlong has, but it's a different age. He was there to be a destructive tight head, and he was very destructive. So yeah, you got Cobus Fisaki. You've got these these world world class guys that played a different game then so it's all it's not yeah. it's, it's, it's never as simple as it's saying, all relative isn't it yeah it's all it's like saying would Anthony Joshua beat Mike Tyson it's like well no. they're decades apart no you know? no um, but the Ireland team for the second test looked far more balanced Rob Kearney was back at fifteen Gary Ringrose Robbie Henshaw that partnership Keith Earls um, Johnny Sexton and Conor Murray which are they the best two Nine ten combinations. They'll be up there up with there. Um, Smith and Barrett. Yep. Um, oh, well, I don't think there's a lot between them. No, I don't I think really there don't. is either. I don't think there is either. Um, possibly ages with Smith and Barrett. Yeah, but if but if you take the did you see did you see there was a tweet um, a picture of Conor Murray and David Pocock yeah. on like an exchange Billeting. program yes. yeah and they're both but, and they were both together weren't they um, they were only sort of in their teens yeah although Pocock looked about 35 with a yeah. broken nose yeah and Conor Murray looked a little bit bigger bit yeah, of yeah. more attention in him um, yeah. but lovely it, it was really good to see Pocock and Hooper back together yeah. as well yeah Did you? there's a brilliant clip that um, Charlie Morgan does all these loads of these yeah. clips he's, he's so good and on Twitter and the clip is of Pocock buying a penalty from Omani on the outside breakdown he dump, he fakes to go into it Omani flies in to clear him out Pocock just moves out the way 
Omani's got nothing to hit, dives over the top, yeah. penalty, genius. It's so hard that. People just yeah. step back, don't they? You just yeah. fly over the top and, you know, you when you're going into contact, you're not bracing yourself. You're going in to wipe someone out, so you're going to be off balance. Yep. Um, yeah, it's so clever. Very clever. Um, Bundyaki started the last test as well. I like I like Bundyaki. I like, like Robbie Henshaw. I like Bundyaki. Um, if you have to pick one? I'd pick Henshaw. Yeah, same. But I do like Bundyaki. Yeah. 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 Is it, is it, is it, is that first 10 metres of acceleration that I think people don't expect it's how explosive he is as well yeah, he's yeah. a big bloke but he um, properly moves yeah but it was only um, one try piece in that final um, game standard scored but they just closed it out so well it was quite touch and go towards the end there touching cloth wasn't it yeah but Johnny Sexton got absolutely folded up and you think he was meant to be playing this Icons of Rugby event that's going on that I'm playing in Northern v Southern Hemisphere that golf thing yeah, yeah in the end of July but I don't think he can now. I think he had a rib tickler and he's not going to play golf. He got folded which up, Which is mate. such a shame. He's a tough old he got boy. bent like a pretzel. Yeah. What? Um, what's the... Folded up like an envelope. Folded up... Sorry, there was a really good one the other day. Like on an envelope? There. Folded up like something you fold. I don't know. I don't care. T-shirt. Got him. Tough bloke. A T-shirt. But I, I, again, I love Ireland winning that series. I absolutely love it. Because it's... Huge. You know, the Grand Slam winners, off the back of that, into a uh, into a tour of Australia, Southern Hemisphere, win, win that... Second in world rankings, Wales, I think, a third, whatever. Um, but we said this about like Driscoll, about Darcy, about Connor. How can they replace yeah. someone like Connor Murray and Johnny Sexton? But you, you know they will, though. You know they will. You know we someone will come up into their shoes and, and take yeah. that mantle. But I think it just shows you how good Joe Schmidt is as a coach yep. and what he does, yep. how tactile he is. A lot of people talk about Lynn Jones as well, the ex Ospreys mm. coach, and say, what a tactician he was I never worked under him or with him um, which is a shame because I'd love to be able to comment on that but load of the Ospreys players oh, say they? yeah was he the crazy one yeah he's the one who I told you was one of my one of the lads I know went for an interview there about yep. joining and he was naked from the waist yep. down behind yep. his desk when he stood yep. up yeah yeah um, <laughs> I love that they talk about him a lot I love that but yeah you know <laughs> the New Zealand did away with France pretty easy um, the Teddy Thomas red card. Yeah. Um, World Rugby have to look at that. They have to. There was one with Israel Farrell. Uh, Farrell. Farrell. And I think it was CJ Stander where Stander gets lift, lifted. Farrell, <laughs> Farrell jumps Farrell. up. And, you know, he got yellow carded for that. These fit, People are, What's the point of kicking the ball up in the air if you're not allowed to challenge for it? It's getting ridiculous yeah. now. Yeah. I think if they are going to be replays and VAR is going to get involved, that you have to look at players' eyes. Yep. Um, they have to be off the ground. Yeah. And you have to look at their eyes um, because that Calling gives it VAR away. now, are you? Yeah. It's been terrible. Like it. Yeah. Oh yeah, but that's what you get for trialing a revolutionary system at the World Cup. It's not. Yeah. I mean, it's Effective. not been terrible. That they're showing replays. It's down to the ref's interpretation whether he yeah. wants to give it or not. He gave. Who did he give a penalty to? Iran. Yeah. And it was just, I think it was against Portugal. It was just the worst. I was shocking. Absolutely shocking. Ever. Absolutely shocking. But quite good fun from the outside. But they're, but they're just showing a replay. It's the ref who's got to watch yeah, it and yeah. give it. But it's coming home, isn't it? Football's coming home. Won it, have you already? I love Roy Keane. Oh, my Roy Keane. So is Patrick Evera. Patrice Evera. Yeah, I put no, but because he did that really condescending clap to Alex Scott. Oh, that annoyed me a bit. I, don't, yeah. I thought that was really bellend. Was it condescending or was it yes. just interpreted like that? No. I looked at that and thought, no, you are. Okay. You do not respect that person. I that love me. football. 
Yeah, but he, yeah, he he's not. He's not allowed to clap. And oh, mate, he's just been okay. Regardless of that, take that aside. He's been really good. Uh, no, it's funny because it's not because of that. I just I wanted to tell me something. Yeah, he's fun, but like someone like Slavin, is it Slavin Bilic? Yeah. I said that right. Slavin Bilic, he's crazy, but he's got proper opinions. Ian Wright is like so emotional. I love Wrighty. I love Gary Neville, and Roy Keane is the best sports yeah, pundit you, in the world of any sport. You have, you have to have a balance, though. You can't have. And I thought that I think with Patrice Everin, I think they had a really good balance because he was sort okay. of the, the funny, jovial one where they yeah. could bounce off a little bit, and then you'd get the insight from Neville or Ferdinand. I haven't seen a huge amount of Everett to be fair, but Roy Keane's the best sports pundit on earth. Can I say that? Yeah, you can. He's brilliant. He's, He's absolutely brilliant. He just he just looks up for a fight at all times, and he does his best not to smile when everyone else is having fun. I love it. If someone cracks a joke. And they're all laughing. You're right. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to let loose. He's like Sean Edwards. Well, if I, I was ITV, laugh. he would be the first bloke I signed, and then I would sign everyone else. Gary, Gary Neville's the best analyst, I think, and everyone probably thinks that, or very lot, a lot of people would think that. But Roy Keane would be my absolute number one must sign, and then work off that. Yeah, Jerome Jenner's that I've really enjoyed as well. I think he's a really good analyst. Jermaine. Yeah. Yeah. And you began with a J. Yeah. So I John love this Jenner's. thing they called food football. Food football. Football. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's been long enough, I think, mate. We've done gotcha. an hour. Gotcha. I mean, there's no questions to ask because we didn't really tell you we're doing a pod. No, I've got to go. I've got to go home anyway. Snuck under the radar. On and I've got to, I've got to tear a little hole in the top of the foil and tip a little bottle of beer in there for it to cook in for the last couple of hours. Will the kids nice. like that? Yeah, be fine. Burn oh. all the alcohol off. Give it a bit of taste. Be nice. What will you have it with? Veg. Well, I like to just have veg barbecue sauce and eat it with your hands. That's what veg? No, no. They can have some strawberries or something. <laughs> I went to buy some strawberries from the shop yesterday and it's half like they do little half punnets is it punnet yeah half punnets and I was like oh I'll have two of those then to make one normal punnet or is it a poor box of whatever of carton of strawberries and she was like it's six pounds I was like what for two of those yeah it's three pounds for a half one I was like am I wrong in thinking that's extortion it goes oh it's Wimbledon week it's Wimbledon no it's Wimbledon isn't it what yeah it goes up the wholesalers just whack all our strawberry prices up around Wimbledon and I was like, it's mugs like me that pay it. And she's like, yeah, yeah. So that's it. Six quid for a punnet of strawberries, they basically. They aren't they? Yeah. Do you know what I did? Unless they got white hair From Bod, my mate mentioned earlier, he brought me some bacon, the leftover bacon from my last pig that he had kept for me and butchered for me. And he brought me the bacon. So yesterday for lunch, I just had a whole packet of bacon, home-reared bacon, a punnet of strawberries and a punnet of grapes and a coffee. That was my lunch. And there were you telling us that you eat more vegetarian food. No, I do have days where I don't eat a lot of meat. Yesterday and today are not two of those days. When you're in hospital. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For gout. <laughs> right. Right, good luck to you. See you in see yeah, you about five well, years. We'll see you yeah. next season, guys and girls. Are we definitely doing it? We are. Yeah, I know. We're in. I know. Let's do it. Um, bon été. That's French for goodbye. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 